Hey, we have a really special episode here. We have with us Dr. Dave, Dr. Dave McDonald at Dr. Dave FBBMD on Twitter. He does have a social media presence now, and um, he's never been a pod, he's never been on a podcast, so this is his debut appearance. Everyone's been asking him to come on their podcast, and the Draft Champions Network has secured the exclusive interview with Dr. Dave. Now, Draft Champions Network, <laughs> we are a corporation, but we do a lot of these podcasts for free. So, what I ask of everyone is that this was, it doesn't, it's not supposed to appear like a lot of work, but it actually was a lot of work to put this interview together. So, along with other, other podcasts. So, what I do ask, in all seriousness, for the work that we do at the Draft Champions Network to go out and get subscription to SK Playbook, my buddy Curlin, buy Simeone's draft kit, buy a t-shirt for Walden, do one of those things because we do a lot of work at the Draft Champions Network and um, we don't get paid. We don't, we're not asking for money. We don't need the money, but if you, are, if you do like the programs, give to one of those causes. And that's just me being real. So enjoy the episode. Dr. Dave, thanks for joining me. Um, I'm sorry to have to do this to you, but we have a mandatory screening on the Draft Champions podcast. Are you vaccinated? I mean, you know how I feel about that. Well, we do need it on record for Mike Curland or whoever takes over the vacant HR position. It's and such diminishing like, returns. Like, there's just no reason to do that. I just, I just, I can't see how that makes any sense. Okay, Doc, fair enough. But um, how do you feel about the benefits of masking up during the Zoom call? I've uh, written most of an article on that, so. Um, really appreciate your time. Now, first of all, let's, let's talk about being a doctor. Some people say that you're a real doctor. Some people say that you're a fantasy doctor. Some people say you're not a doctor. Can we just end this right now? And in this exclusive interview, can you just tell us what's going on? I mean, yeah. I think it's it's so the thing that always gets brought up is, was the doctor thing. It's like I don't pretend like I know more than I do. I, I'm I have played for a long time where I hear things and when I hear PRP, 90% of the time they're out for the year. So is there that 10% of the time or they end up with getting Tommy John or whatever? Is there that I don't even know if it's 10, I think it's even less than that. But like, you know, you had Tanaka and you had Nola, but everybody else who gets PRP injections ends up being fucked. So it's like, I'm okay being wrong on that 10% or whatever it is to be right on the 90%. So I'm not saying that there's not guys who get PRP and they're going to end up okay, but the, the percentage is so small. And I don't have all of the information. I don't know which grouping uh, of the ligaments in the elbow it's okay to do it with and others that, that it's not. Uh, so I don't know that. So I just do what I do know is I look at the history of it and I say, okay, this almost always ends up being really, really bad. So I'm just going to stay away. Well, hold, hold on. Sorry, Dr. Dave. So I, so I'm, I apologize for interrupting you and I appreciate the, um, the thorough answer here and top and, and uh, getting into the whole PRP. Um, but are you alluding to the fact that all of your patients that get PRP, you eventually send for Tommy John surgery, no, no matter what? 
and I'm okay missing on the guys that I miss on. It's that's that's fine. If I can avoid a large percentage of landmines, I don't mind missing on the you know couple guys who end up being okay from it. Now, Doctor Dave, say you were a high-performing athlete, you have a large network of doctors that you know from studying in school and um, going to conferences with, and you basically have the pick of the litter. Let's say you really needed to have um, your ACL repaired or UCL, and you really needed to trust a doctor. Out of all the doctors you know, who would you choose to do that operation? What's his name? Nick Savali, uh, Aaron Savali's brother, who's also a doctor. <laughs> Doc- Dr. Dave, you realize he's a physiotherapist. He's a doctor of, he's a doctor of physiotherapy. He's not, he's not a, a licensed surgeon, right? You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I well, we've we talked about this in, in other places, but yeah, it still gets misperceived as that. It's... Now, Dr. Dave, I don't want to get political here, but let's talk COVID-19. Are you avoiding players that have had COVID or are exhibiting COVID-like symptoms? Because we've seen um, IL stands uh, mount up in the past two seasons. It's not like don't draft anybody who's ever had like a cough or anything like I've heard stuff like that. It's like, no guys. Uh... Okay, Dave, we're talking about coughs. I get it. But let's say just, just for example, Garrett Cole is exhibiting um, symptoms of coughing and a fever in spring training. What are you going to do? I'm probably avoiding him. Like there's just, you've been, when you've been playing as long as we have, we've kind of seen how these injuries go and, now, again, Dr. Dave, I don't want to get political, but I've heard other uh, prominent fantasy baseball analysts, such as Chris Liss, um, downplay um, COVID-19, um, especially after they've recovered. Um, and given the fact that you'd think that somebody would recover by the time the regular season started, um, would, would you give any credence to a guy like Chris Liss's argument here? I, I do a ton of, of research on this stuff. And okay, Doc, Doc, apologize. I, we, don't, we don't have time to get into all the research, but um, I do have to ask you that, like, say, for example, we see a, a TikTok video of Ronald Acuna running around. Um, let's say you don't know what to make of that because it seems like no one does. Like, what do you do? Who do you go to with that? Do you talk to um, the um, Atlanta doctors about that? Um, someone close to the situation, someone that's seen some scans, um, what would you do there in that situation? If I don't know where I stand on someone, I, I ask doctors, you know, I, I talked to Dr. Jesse Morris or I talked to Nick. Um, no, 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 don't, don't say Savali. Okay. Please don't, I'll cut you off right there. Um, so let's talk about Sixto Sanchez. Everyone's seen that video. Um, what do you think about him? Like, are you, are you, at least tell me you're afraid of him. I told everybody like avoid six to like the plague before that video came out. And then that video came out and everyone's like, Oh yeah, you were right. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Dr. Dave, I want to get at least one bold prediction from you. Um, while we talk, um, I'll give you a player and you're just going to throw me a bold prediction, uh, about this player this year. Uh, let's go with, um, James Paxton. He's going to miss time this year. I'll tell you that again. I said this last year saying it again, he's definitely missing time this year. Dr. Dave, Doc, everyone knows your extensive experience with dealing with um, baseball-related injuries or sports injuries, but not a lot of people know that you're a licensed psychotherapist as well. Um, I uh, tag team with Michael Curlin in the league, and he just gave up halfway through last year, or maybe not even. 
Now, I know you talk to him from time to time. What do you think? Do you think he's going to make it all the way through? Or when do you think he's going to, if at all, quit this, this league again this year? Is it going to be half the season again? Or is it going to be possibly the whole season? I have no idea. I look at range of outcomes. I look at, is there a possibility that he's going to miss significant time? Is it that they're going to miss? Now, Dr. Dave, you do this brilliant thing where you assign um, injury risk to a certain pitcher sort of arbitrarily. Um, yeah, that's the word, arbitrarily. Now, can you give our listeners a live um, look at how you would just assign injury risk to someone? Like just blurt out a name that for no other reason than that you just think he's going to get injured, will get injured and you'll avoid him. You Darvish. Um, significant track record of injuries. Do I think he's going to miss time next year? Yes. Um, I really liked him in the short season because I was like, you know, a lot of the times he gets, he gets injured as the season progresses because that's just what he does. Like he, he can't pitch a full season. Um, so I was like, but in the short season, he can stay healthy for like, you know, 12 starts or whatever. Um, but you know, I'm not looking to take those huge risks of guys who are Dr. Dave. We've talked about elbows, shoulders, knees. Now, an injury that's becoming more prevalent is the oblique injury. And I think it's a very dangerous thing to sort of gloss over that um, just because it's a newer injury. I wonder what your thoughts are on that. I don't care about as much about like an oblique injury last year or something. I care about arm injuries and shoulder injuries and elbow injuries for pitchers a lot. Dr. Dave, let's talk players that steal a lot of bases. Whit Merrifield. Starling Marte, Trey Turner, Bo Bichette. Are you avoiding these players? Especially if they use their legs to run a lot as part of their fantasy game. So, Dr. Dave, explain to me how you toe the line between mitigating injury risk and mitigating the risk of narrowing down the player pool so much that there's no one to draft to simplify it and just say like, I never take any risks ever is completely false. Um, there's always a time and a place. It depends on your roster build. You know, I'm not going to take two third basemen. I'm not going to take Josh Donaldson. And then another, I can't think offhand, but I'm not gonna take another third baseman who has a massive injury risk too. If I take one guy who's a big injury risk, I'm going to take another guy to balance him out who I can depend on uh, for, to put in when, when Donaldson goes down stuff like that. It's about constructing a cohesive roster that makes sense. I'm not going to take, you know, four starters in a row who all have big injury risk. Dr. Dave, as you know, the Draft Champions podcast caters to NFBC-style leagues, but let's just say we're playing in a 12-team league on the NFBC, where typically people build their rosters uh, around six starters and three relievers. This can vary, but that's typically the case. Now, if I were to ask you, Dr. Dave, who would your ideal six starters be on your team? What would you say? Bieber, Flaherty, Gallon, uh, Pablo Lopez, Lance McCullers, and Cindergard. Now, Dr. Dave, um, we, we talk a lot about arms and legs, ACLs, MCLs, UCLs, but we don't talk about the obscure injuries. And that's, and like, that's why I like having you on here on this show to talk about obscure injuries like Say, like a spider bite. Like, that could put somebody out for a, for a couple days. Like, who would be a player that you would consider someone at a higher or elevated risk for a spider bite? Logan Webb. Dr. Dave, but did you, did you hear that um, 
that Logan Webb, and I read this in the latest Mining the News uh, by Jeff Zimmerman, that he has contacted um, the local pest control to um, just um, take precautions in his house uh, regarding any spiders. Was he? What did he? What happened at the end of this year? I haven't really looked into he, it too much. Well, Dave, actually, I did read. I don't know how true this is, and I, I saw it in the Micah notes that he did get bit on the foot or on the toe. I forget what Micah said. Um, so he did get a spider bite. I don't know. Does that change anything? It's not an arm injury, so I'm not. I'm not super concerned. It's not a shoulder injury. Well, I don't know, Dave. Like I just. I also saw like Frank Amarante. He just released a tweet that said after the news of the Logan Webb spider bite he said imagine drafting a running back with turf toe that's just like drafting logan webb with a spider bite oh yeah that is bad and, and, and i mean oh also um i should tell you um just because you've taken the time out of your day to talk to me um i probably shouldn't say anything but on the next episode of uh baseball bites and you know no pun intended bites um brian seymour our correspondent um, actually details um, an allergy that um, Logan Webb has to spiders, so you might want to like you know consider that. I think I would cross them off the list. Then you and Dr. Dave, do you come to your conclusions just by yourself with your own medical expertise, um, without really seeing the athletes in person or seeing any scans? Um, do you read team reports? There's also an article that comes out weekly i think by jeff zimmerman that's called mining the news it has news but also a lot of injury related stuff in that do you ever do you ever look at anything else like that to help your to help your diagnoses okay i can see them i will not be reading them (laughs) dr dave let's talk about cody bellinger a lot of risks surrounding his health a lot of risks surrounding his swing path Um, he has diminished exit velocity um, a lot of question marks. He's had uh, down years, two years in a row now. Um, so there's a lot of risk, including health, right? But then you have another guy like, say, Brian Reynolds, who's going around the same spot as Bellinger, give or take. Now, he doesn't have as long of a track record, hasn't been in the league as long. Um, he also plays for the Pirates, so that's pretty risky. Now, if I had to give you a choice, straight up, Bellinger or Reynolds, who you got? Uh, let's Cody Bellinger. <laughs> Fucking knew it. Dr. Dave, this is the big one. This is the big question. You got to consider all the injury risks imaginable. Who are you taking in the first round if you're taking a pitcher? Sorry, say the question one more, just simplified again. Okay. Who's your favorite player to draft, Dr. Dave? I thought it had to be an Indian. I don't know. Maybe not. No, it does not have to be an Indian. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Verlander. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. I guess that was sort of a, like an obvious answer, but I guess if Verlander's gone in the first round, who are you going to take? Jacob DeGrom obviously has a lot more upside. I don't take huge risks early in drafts. But... Dr. Dave, let me know if I'm overstepping here, but before we started recording, you were telling me about your you know special relationship with Jacob DeGrom. Um, talk about how, like, I know you're a couple years older than he is, uh, and before he was in the major leagues, um, you guys used to play fantasy together and uh, you would help each other out. So um, it's not just that you really like DeGrom as a fantasy player and someone that you'd like to own on your teams, but it, you, like, you guys go back, right? You know, I, I ask people questions about things that I don't know, but, you know, Jake and I have been, we, we talk about how back in the day, we, there wasn't StatCast, there wasn't FanGraphs, there wasn't any of this stuff. So 
the way that we got our edge was our risk assessment and roster construction and strategy. And those were what we used to become good players. And now we're adding the becoming actually better, you know, player evaluators on top of it. So. So I got to ask is DeGrom like just as risk averse as you are. Jake is uh, more conservative than I am. I just get all the shit because Jake doesn't really talk too much about it. Hey, Dr. Dave. Um, as you know, um, the Los Angeles Dodgers did not um, extend a qualifying offer to Clayton Kershaw. Uh, many people are um, a little bit apprehensive about the possible injury. Um, I don't even want to say it. Maybe Tommy John. But um, how are you going about um, drafting or not drafting Clayton Kershaw this coming season? Um, I haven't gotten him in the one draft I've done so far, but uh, I expect to get him in some drafts. Dr. Dave, let me get this straight. You have no um, concerns about Kershaw whatsoever? I, my concern is that they, as a lefty, they could sit him against lefties. Yeah, I, I, I worry more about the playing time, but it's also the injuries, but it doesn't matter too much to me about the injuries. Because... Now, Dr. Dave, if you had to put money on the line and you had to give me one starting pitcher that you're very confident is going to make every single start next year. Who would you pick? I don't even think I'm right, but I'm just going to go with Zach Gallen. Dr. Dave, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if you were to get some sort of confirmation from Nick Savalli and Dr. Morse. Um, Nick Savalli and Jesse Morse both said if Zach Gallen goes out for four to eight weeks with recovery time in there, there shouldn't be any surgery needed. They put him on the IL right away. Five weeks later, he was back and he was healthy. And from 821 on, uh, August 21st on, he looked like his normal self. Now, Dr. Dave, talk about another player that wasn't extended a qualifying offer in Carlos Rodon from the Chicago White Sox. Um, obviously, he had a great season last year, but are you worried about him at all? Um, will you be drafting him? Um, how do you feel about his cost? Like, clearly, the skills are there. He has... All the pitches he needs to be a legit ace stud, and you can take him around, you know, 180, 190, or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see the downside there. Like, are you really concerned that he's going to start in the minors? I don't, that's where I'm okay taking a risk. Like, that's, that's the kind of risk I want to take. I don't, I mean, you're, you're talking about your like 12th or 13th round pick for a guy who can provide you with, you know, second round value. I, now, Dr. Dave, I do have to ask this. I know there's a certain Dodgers pitcher that was, placed on administrative leave um, during the season. And I'm just wondering, do you know who I'm referring to? Uh, Walker Beeler? No, Dr. Dave, it was Trevor Bauer. He was placed on administrative leave. Now, do you, um, do you foresee any rust that would um, potentially cause injury next season? Maybe he's not built up in time and he suffers an injury. Are you worried about that at all? Because, like, he looked really good from August 21st on results. Yeah, hell of a season. So. Yeah, it was. Everything worked for him last year. Dr. Dave, NFBC Draft Champions League, you're drafting 50 rounds, right? Say you're in the mid-rounds and you just want innings and you want to get a pitcher that's going to be starting the season healthy and very confident in being able to plug him in the lineup right away. Someone that you know that has a good track record a veteran pitcher. Who are you drafting? Eflin. Okay, Dr. Dave, you were telling me a little bit about um, how you didn't get your um, baseball forecaster from Baseball HQ, and let's just plug that. It's an amazing, it's an amazing publication that everyone should get. Um, 
But um, tell us how like your mailman kept getting injured on his route and delivering your mail and you didn't get it and you had to now you're just I guess you're working with the online edition the PDF which is great but talk about um, man like just like all the injuries your mailman was getting on his route he had eight injuries between 2018 and 2020 Uh, he had a back injury in February of 18 then in May an elbow injury then in 19 in April he had an elbow injury Uh, in June he had a hip injury July he had a back injury Uh, then you go to 2020 another back injury finger injury in august a neck injury in august uh and then a hamstring injury in september and then in 2021 uh may he had a back inflammation side tightness returned five days later exited with with the injury then he returned five days later so this is this is the problem and this is what the doctors said they said why is he keep come why do they keep letting him come back he's clearly not healthy and they keep letting him try to push through Hey, Dr. Dave, can you please uh, tell the listeners a story about when uh, Dr. Morse from Twitter tried to warn Sandy Koufax about the dangers of pitching with um, a sprained UCL? Um, this ultimately um, is the reason why um, he's, not, he's still not pitching. Dr. Jesse Morse says, I'm calling Sandy's bluff. Unless this is an anterior sprain of his UCL, it needs Tommy John. This is why he hasn't been back yet. Like I've been saying from the beginning, flexor injuries usually point to UCL injuries. So these things are interconnected. So, and teams aren't incentivized to be completely honest about injuries. Did you know that Koufax, I think, missed a playoff game because of a, because of a Jewish holiday? How do you fuckers even know who's Jewish? Like- okay, Dr. Dave, final question. I want a number on the innings. Jacob deGrom, your buddy, is going to pitch this year. Oh, it's, it's going to be huge, but it, it's definitely volatile. If he pitches 120 innings. So you heard it here, folks, on the Draft Champions podcast, the exclusive interview with Dr. Dave McDonald at Dr. Dave FBBMD on Twitter. Tell me, how confident are you of what you just said, that DeGrom's going to exceed 120 innings and yield First round fucking fantasy value. Let's hear it, Dr. Dave. I would bet every cent in my that I own 